1: Welcome back to Why Though. We are thrilled to be bringing a brand new series to you guys today called Get In Formation. And we are very excited about this because we really do feel that learning spiritual formation and learning the ways that we are formed, how we think about the world, what our perspective is, how we see the Bible, how we see God, how we see other people informs the way that we think and live in the world. And it affects our relationships. It affects our connections. It affects the way we think about ourselves. And so it's so important for us to understand our spiritual formation. But that's all very serious. So before we get into that, I wanted to say that I did watch, per Tiffany's recommendation last week, um, Marriage or Mortgage. And you guys, it would have been a good reality show to watch me and my husband watch this together because it was hysterical. At the end of the first episode, we were like, what? I mean, we all had audible responses (laughs) to the choices that people were making. We were absolutely baffled. I'm talking folks who have crazy amounts of debt then they're like but i have 30 grand for this wedding but they're not going to get a house people who want children people who have children i mean we were like what is going on in these streets yes and i had people, no idea people who are living people, with their mama
0: people yes. who are living with their mama and they would yes. rather have a wedding yes. and move
1: out of their mama's house yes and i didn't know you guys i mean i knew i know wealthy people spend a lot of money on weddings. I know this, obviously. I've, I've officiated a whole lot of weddings with my husband. But y'all, I had no idea that just like regular people spend like $30,000 on a wedding. So is this news to everyone or is this just news to me? Am I so behind I looked the curve? It up. I, I, I looked it know. up
0: because I was curious too. I was like, man, what is the average cost? Because you and I spent around the same amount on our weddings. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I looked it up and sure enough, the average cost per wedding in America, we're talking a very very, very average, but the normal amount is about 30K.
1: I looked it up on the knot.
0: Yeah. I was like, I wonder if that's a thing. Oh and 30 seems to be the number that the normal amount that people usually spend. So there you Guys, go. Go ahead and blow all your no money, folks.
1: I just did do not know. Can I would I just never say that. though,
0: can, why, why do we have to feed people a full meal, Ashley? I,
1: Oh, I did This is not a
0: soup kitchen. I'm not going to do it. Listen, that.
1: I don't have $100 a person. No. You probably and that's the are going to buy me a gift for $50. So already- This is not an exchange I, I want to make. No, 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 no. This is bad. And let's be honest about it. Me and Cody had a good 20-minute dialogue about the taste of wedding food. Okay? So let's get uh, honest about it. Mass-produced food. It's like a cruise right. ship. It's like a cruise exactly. ship. Even the filet no. mignon don't taste good. No. When you no, got to make 100 of them. When
0: you got to That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. Good you lord you can't make 100 filet mignon and fire them appropriately
1: all at the listen same time. people no. come on it's a buffet come and on, you know friends. how i feel about buffets they're just not great except not great. for golden corral i mean every now and then no, you should go back there no. i haven't since i was like 18 but listen i have fond memories at the no. golden corral and for those Your of you who are out of the country would love for you to avoid that correct trip and if to if the you're Golden Corral. out of the united states what this is is this delicious <laughs> buffet place and they have rolls like at least 200 rolls on their buffet line and they have nacho cheese and that's all you need to know about it in it's, the words of it's ashley delicious. it's
0: trash <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, and that's accurate but it's just a nostalgia oh know man literally like a garbage oh dump. my god. but you know you people guys. love it
0: did you grow we up do. going to buffets my my, my parents we didn't were when, when oh you didn't okay my just, grandpa just loved that's the only just one just golden growl yeah so if my grandpa was in town who you know how i love him so much he's like a father to me um we would we would go to them golden corral or the sizzler Mm -hmm. you have sizzler on the
1: east coast okay we had to drive an hour to go to one but we did
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it's too good but that man loved him some sizzler and so we'd go to sizzler and you know down six thousand calories for of course 2 p.m sunday meal Uh, yep anyway it's so good but i just have to say on this wedding situation Nothing grieves me more than watching people spend money on dumb stuff. Same. Literally nothing, like my spirit, Ugh. not my heart, not my mind, my spirit it yes i feel great. exactly
1: the same and i feel like if okay if you are like a cajillionaire and you know 30 grand is a, a penny to you okay give it great to, okay okay good but these good aren't but these this aren't is dillioners. not what's happening this is this no. is like and plus you this could have a house life you guys why do you, why would you not want a house i'm so confused
0: i just just oh. a little disclaimer we're not anti-marriage we just we At just all, think we should go we down to the, city, to the city to the city city building go down to the courthouse it's thirty five dollar, get yourself that marriage license. We both officiate. We'll give you we'll give you a homie hookup. That's true. If you we just will. get us there. Yes. Get get yourself married and then go get yourself that house. But get the you know house. what? You could go to the Sizzler and get yourself the all you can eat for your for your reception. I don't know. Honestly, but yeah, this, you could. remember when it was just mints and cake and nuts? Like remember when that's mm-hmm. all you owed people? And yeah, wildflowers flowers from the backyard
1: That's right. Yes. And, and then, I did my own flowers, girl. Like, you guys have to get You know savvy. I did, too.
0: You See? know I did, too. Yeah, I didn't have no money to be spending. I remember getting a flowers. I didn't
1: want to flowers. spend it. I'm like, I want a nicer honeymoon, and I want a house.
0: Yeah, we wanted a house. <laughs> we were in the home shopping process during our yes. wedding planning. So we were like, um, how can we save as much money as possible? Mm-hmm. Because this is crazy.
1: Yes.
0: Um, But... I, I didn't. I didn't even go down the food route. We just did them cupcakes on them. You know, I just want to say it was before cupcakes were overdone. So before you hear me that I did cupcakes, I just want to say it was the beginning of the cupcake craze. It was two thousand nine, so people weren't like over cupcaked There wasn't cupcake shops everywhere. Mm-hmm. It wasn't overdone yet.
1: Oh my gosh! My favorite thing at our wedding was um, chocolate chip cookies with shots of milk. That was like my favorite. Thing we did, stations and they were so fun. So, like French fry bars, all this amazing stuff. I really loved it. You guys, okay, was let's wonderful. talk about that.
0: If you had to pick between buffet station or plated station every time for me
1: station personally. every time every time you get the full experience it creates a room flow that separates yes, all the people yes. you know what i mean that and, it and just who keeps doesn't the love a full theme. Of energy yes exactly like okay this
0: station is maybe southern this station's maybe korean This station's maybe oh well, that's you know, whatever. Nice. look at you Sushi, I, I like
1: that go for it well these it. are my dreams this is uh-huh. not my real life i, I stuffed a cup this cupcake is your 20 year anniversary goalie.
0: yeah <laughs> 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 oh, man. No, truly. Yes. I'm just like, and even now, you know, I do this and, and I've told you listeners, sometimes I'm like, how could if I have saved even more money? What could I have done to cut down even more? How could I have got that down to like $4,500? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I could have. No, But it's such no. a fun game.
1: It's it such a in my head for the anyway. extra stuff i agree with that so you guys if you have not been able to get on the netflix and watch Ugh. marriage or mortgage and you need a great show that will just <laughs> probably light your heart on fire but also make you laugh, make you laugh it's quite so enjoyable hard. i think you'll love it so i awesome. highly recommend i co-sign with tiffany and we recommend that you read this so guys today we recommend we do so back to spiritual formation because i guess they're all connected <laughs> somehow yeah <laughs> it's all kingdom exactly so this series really is born out of our desire to you know offer you opportunities to learn and to grow spiritually because we know that times have been tough you know we've all made it through a very long year and we are coming out there's light at the end of all the different tunnels (laughs) for for many of us and some of us are still hurting still trying to recover still struggling with a little bit of psd from this last year perhaps you've suffered a significant loss in your life and maybe be someone that you love dearly is no longer here with us and we wanted to take a minute to help you re-envision how you think about life help you um, find comfort in the losses that you might be facing and help you continue to grow in your faith because we believe yeah. that you know if we can get in formation as the beautiful beyonce says then we believe that we can encounter god in a way that is meaningful in our lives and important for us so i'm very excited about this series tiffany
0: Mm, me too. And I love that you said that. You know, this is, uh, so many of us are just being, um slapped back and forth by the Mm -hmm. wind and waves of life right now and spiritual formation the idea of any sort of formation for our heart mind soul spirit Mm -hmm. has to be intentional it's not just going to happen it's not just something we awaken to it is something we are intentional about Mm -hmm. and it's something that yields great reward for our body for our mind for our spirit for our heart for our relationships for how we see the world and how we see others and how we see ourselves so it really is Again, something that we must be so intentional about because without that intention, then I think we can start so young. Um, It really is. It's going to set our sails up straight and really help us navigate these choppy waters of life. Mm -hmm. And 2021 is not proving to be that much better than 2020 (laughs) quite yet.
1: Um, I mean, I believe we're going to turn a bend, but except that my um, kids are going right, back to school. Again. So listen, that's a that's a win. Some of us <laughs> are just now. now getting there. Where children Come are going on. back to school.
0: <laughs> Come on. Amen. Amen. A to the men. Woof. that feels good, doesn't it? Just settle just settle in that. Yes. Uh, I would say, um, I'd love to go first. I, I, mm-hmm. I would say that, um, one of the things, and this is going to be so basic y'all, so basic. But when I think about formation, I think especially right now, so many of us feel like we're on a slippery slope. I feel like I'm just reaching out, trying to grab anything that will keep me from slipping down into mm-hmm. the waves and from slipping down into my doom. And that is, um, just every day meditation mantras, just, just verbal out loud prayers. I can say and one of these, and, it, and it's just so simple, and I speak it over my children. I speak it mm. over myself. And it's that, Lord, your goodness is for me. Yeah, Your goodness is for me. Because when I have that position that his goodness is for me, I'm able to see my situation right. without the normal pessimism that I might go with throughout my day. And I'm just and, – and I've shared this briefly, but we're just in a journey with um, our oldest son, who has some neurological challenges, and we're trying to get to the bottom of it, of what's going on. And... Um, and it's it's just we're believing and we're holding on for miracles and we're holding on for what could help him and just getting him getting him in the space and and help he needs and um and and he's really hitting that age you know he's a preteen and yeah. so he's aware that he's behind and he's aware that that life is harder for him and there's some challenges and it's just It's so hard to see your kids struggle yeah and so one of the things that not only i've been speaking over myself but just speaking over him like goodness is for you goodness is following you around wherever you go Mm. you know that scripture that we sometimes hear in in songs and it just is just that reminder like the lord has a plan for each of us and it's good and even just the letting that form me letting that form my day letting that form how i think about my child letting that my child letting that belief and truth form how he thinks about himself in these crucial years and yeah. so that is just something so 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 small and i've got some bigger stuff too but that is something in the moment that has just been in, in my toolbox that has gotten me through some really really tough emotional moments (laughs) Mm, (laughs) to remember that I'm not in control of this and that I am being formed by a holy God who is divine and he's a rescuer and he's a deliverer. Mm -hmm. He's a
1: reconciler and he's a healer. So beautiful. Well, I'll share then along the same lines, um, something that helped me at the very beginning of walking with God and because you're talking about language and speaking things out loud and I think about the scripture that says, you know, faith comes by hearing the word. Mm. And so how much we need to speak that and as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, you know, it talks about, there's so many scriptures that talk about the words coming out of our mouth being directly connected to the meditation of our heart. And so I think that's so important to get in a discipline of learning scripture and memorizing it and saying it out loud. And when I was first walking with God, especially at the beginning of my recovery journey, if you're new to why though, um, I'm 18 years sober. And so this idea of speaking things that are true, even if I don't believe them out of my mouth has been a very formative practice for me Mm -hmm. and in the very first year of my recovery and very first year of walking with God as an adult, I I laid out like a list of confessions and I'll see if I can figure out a way to link that PDF in our show notes for you guys because it's just a very simple one or you can message me on Instagram, I'd be happy to just send it over to you. Um, But I had a list of confessions and every single morning I faithfully would get up and I would speak them over myself in the mirror. And so I would just stand in the mirror and I would speak them over myself and I did this for a year and it took like, I felt so silly. I felt so ridiculous. And most of the things that were on that list, I didn't even believe about myself because I was struggling to come out of addiction. I was struggling to come out of an eating disorder. Like there were so many challenges that I was facing, but that thing of speaking the truth before I felt it was true of acknowledging my inherent value and dignity and worth before I fully understood it did something in me to replace all the lies I believed about myself and all the things people had spoken over me that were not true. It did something so valuable to replace those things with some powerful truth about my worth and my dignity and my value and what I could contribute to the world. And so I think that that's really beautiful. And that same practice, Tiffany, has never left me as well. Like I know there's moments where I'll be in like a toxic you know, thinking or maybe everybody in our whole household just goes got up on the wrong side of bed and then I need yeah. to you know begin to speak out loud what is true and if I'm unable to do that cuz there are those days where you feel like there, I just there's nothing good that could come out of my mouth right now so <laughs> worship is my other practice that I do yeah. so I'll get in the car with the kids I'll turn on some worship music that feels meaningful to me that feels connected that is me able to speak truth over me And one of my favorite songs right now, we're Maverick City fans over here, but Maverick City just released a new song called um, Gyra. And I was watching a video the other night of Chandler Moore, one of the guys who was a writer on the song. And he talked about like basically three days before they were recording the song Gyra, which is that means provider. It's one of God's names. And he he literally, his entire house burned down. He had just moved in and everything he had completely burned down and he lost everything. And he was supposed to be in the house when it happened in the middle of the night, but then he ended up flying out um, to go on an engagement a day early. And so he was talking about being able to worship to this song, knowing that he had just lost everything, but being able to declare the truth that God is a provider. And so I feel like that is what speaking truth, and that is what worship does for us, is it calls the things that are not as though they are. And so you Mm -hmm. begin to internalize that and believe it and know that it's real and stand taller in who God created you to be. And so I I love those.
0: And just think of the neural pathways that are being developed in your frontal cortex when you are, you're Mm -hmm. quite literally creating new ruts in your brain of belief and a way of thinking and a way of operating in the world. I mean, there's the brain science supports us. that not that just so beautiful how God formed us and knit us together in our mother's womb in such a way Mm -hmm. that when we reorient ourselves toward his goodness Mm -hmm. and reorient ourselves toward his way and his path and his plan, our brain gets on board with what we speak out. And you've heard me say this on Why, though. I probably said it about a year ago. But our worry and the way... We sometimes let those, um, just the worst of life get to us, yeah. can feel oddly productive because yep. it's so physically demanding, blood pressure, our, our mind, our thoughts, anxiety, it's, we're all racing and it drains us. So it feels, yes. again, oddly productive because we've exerted something, but worship. But worship is productive yep. because it changes us. It changes how we see ourselves. It changes how we see God. It changes how we see our circumstance. Mm-hmm. Because we all know circumstances might not be changing, but if we can change within that circumstance, right. that's a game changer, that's an absolute right. game changer. Um, one of the things that I get really just goes along this line is um, in my youth, I, I've shared before... Um, I grew up in the height of <laughs> '90s youth youth group culture, and it was a lifesaver for me. Truly, y'all. Like, I I had a, I had healthy adults in my life, hmm. and it was everything. I had people I could go to, people who were calling me out on my stuff, people who were calling greatness out of me. Those people, you know, from 20 years ago, are still formative figures in my life today. Um, that I talk to regularly. So it is. It was really just so 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 sweet. It was it was my saving grace. I gotta be honest. And um. And one of the things that was really, really ingrained in me and not in a religious um, kind of if you do this, you're holy, but if you don't, you're ridiculous way, (laughs) but in a this will usher you into the greatness and kingdom and presence of God. It was really painted as honest and true. And so there wasn't this um, heavy religious tone to it. I just want to give that disclaimer, but it was just uh, praying out loud. Yeah, just getting comfortable with speaking out and looking how in the Psalms of how David communicated with God and he was out in the fields by himself or tending to the sheep and the way he was honest and so it got him in touch with his own emotions. It got him in touch with how he really felt about a situation and really greased the wheel of how to how to communicate on a regular basis with the Lord, and how you see yourself, and so it really just going back to what you said of uh, those mantras and, and those those um, affirmations and beliefs that you spoke over yourself, which I highly recommend you DMing her for that PDF because I know I am going to be, <laughs> um, but but. Uh, it just got me into such a good practice. So I remember, you know, I'd go home from youth group and the, just the Lord was working. Like it was a, and even in that moment, I'm like, this is holy. Something's happening. And I grew up in a small town where there was nothing to do but meth. So it was something just exciting. <laughs> it was so exciting. 40 kids in my graduating high school class at a public high school, y'all. There's just nobody. They're just just cow fields, you know. And um, and it was just this moment of meeting God and, and, and just just worship and prayer and, and, and praying for the lost. I mean, it was just. It was again so formative. But then I would go home, and it just it wouldn't stop. Mm. So it just it just created this just prayer life in me that I could I could get weepy just talking about this. Ashley, I'm reading 17 and. You know, I I had a broken down truck um, and the radio didn't work, so it was just me and the Lord. And I would just pray on my way to high school. It was about a 35 minute drive to get to to get to my school, and just pray all the way there, pray all the way home, mm-hmm. and it was it just created this thing in me. And here I am again, like I said, 20 years later, where there's just this habit of prayer and habit of this is such a comfortable way of living and being because I was willing to be intentional about it. And it was modeled for me in such a healthy way. Again, not a religious way. You need to do this to grow. You need to do this to be righteous. It was like, oh, when you do this – you're gonna meet the divine. Yeah, he's gonna fill you to overflowing. He will hold you. He will comfort you. So, it was just. Uh, it also reminds me. Again, this is more of just like a parenting moment, but of the way we present spiritual disciplines to our children. Yes. the way we present spiritual disciplines to those we are mentoring or discipling is so is so important mm-hmm. because if we are if we are in any way at all presenting it as critical, um, we could really lose out on the goodness
1: and the lavishness of what it means to follow Jesus. Yes, I love that because I was thinking, you know, usually it's Holy Week, you know, as we're getting ready to release this podcast. And usually Maundy Thursday is my favorite day of Holy Week because I love mm. the idea of sitting down for a meal. But mm. this year I'm just unable to shake like the 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 Monday Tuesday that happens with Jesus, and yeah. he curses this fig tree, and then he cleanses the temple of exploitation and greed, and then he basically, you know, gives scathing remarks to the Pharisees. But one of the things he says to them, among many, blind guides, snakes, brood of vipers, whitewashed tombs, but he talks about how, you know, they lay heavy burdens on the people and don't do anything to lift them. And so I think what you're saying is so critical because if we are the type of people who say to the world around us that you need to do these things. You have to do these things. If you want to be a good Christian, you need to do these things. And we actually are laying a burden on them and many times a standard on them that we ourselves are not always able to meet. And so it it not only is hypocritical, and lacks integrity, but it also puts a big burden on people. And I think that this idea of engaging with God in a way that feels like he's a wide open space, like he is big enough to contain all of our emotions. Like he is this giant, you know, person, human, Mm. this, you know, divine God that came down as human. And now he's like creator of heaven and earth, but he also is right here with me. Like this idea of being present is so powerful and it's so much more transformative and it feels like a faithful Friend. You know, yes, God is holy yeah. and we need to approach him as holy, but God is also a faithful father and a faithful friend. And when I think about my friends, I think about the way that when they sit with me in my pain or they sit with me after a mistake I've made or they sit with me, you know, um, when I'm going through something difficult. And there isn't this idea of judgment and there isn't this list of things that could fix me and there isn't this sort of like record of advisement. And, you know, it is just a safe space to be. And I think that's what when we behold God in prayer and we behold God in worship it is a safe place to be and you know like all of us carry this idea that we are not as we should be and I think that's why Romans 8 says so clearly there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because if we reflect too long on our ideal versus our real it can be very discouraging so that's why we need to behold the Lord and know that he's present with us. And he knows that we're not where we want to be. And yet he remains, and he remains and faithful he remains. and he remains close. And this beautiful idea of beholding him is so much more powerful than um, drawing fear into people about God. And I'm not talking about the good, holy kind of fear that produces wisdom. I'm talking about feeling afraid to to do anything wrong and feeling yes. afraid to make a mistake and feeling like if you don't you know read your Bible every single day for an hour and pray for another hour and go to small group and do this and do that and do this and do that then you are not a Christian or you are not a good Christian and I think that this idea of <clears throat> being with God is so big and that leads me to another formative practice of mine in the last can I can 10 I add years. something sure sure I
0: just, be, just 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 before you move on to that we are no better than the Pharisees correct if we deem it only appropriate or these external benchmarks if you do x y and z and that's where you know you see the pharisees they were they were this group who saw how how the people of God lost out. And they said, okay, well, in addition to the rules that the law gave, let's add <laughs> dozens upon dozens upon hundreds upon hundreds of others. So we never sin again. So we can be good when those opportunities come when God opens those doors. So it came out of this, like, we missed out because we weren't honoring the Lord, right? And then they added too much to it. And so, but in the same way, we can do the same thing when we're like, we don't want to do wrong because then we won't be righteous. That same fierce, fear-based spirit, if you will can take over just like it did the pharisees in the new testament when we think well, if we don't do this we ain't gonna measure up but in reality this is this is a relationship and i know that's so cheesy to say but it's a back and forth it's a where there's room for growth and there's room for understanding and there's room to to let that be defined in a way that you're connecting with the lord you know so many of us do that in different ways so again just i love how you said it's it's so easy to put it into the law just like we see in the old testament where you had to do this or you you were far from God, mm-hmm. but we aren't. We aren't based and we aren't measuring each other on etern- on external benchmarks right now. That's not the New Testament. So here we are with this new understanding of spirituality and connection to the Lord and to the divine that requires that more internal work. Mm-hmm. Carry on, sister. Carry
1: on. So I think that this um, the contemplative practices is what I was <clears throat> going to talk about next. So I oh, think perfect segue. Yeah. yeah, they go right. They go hand in hand because contemplative practices tend to encourage us to be rather than to do. And Mm -hmm. I I think that our doing should always come out of our being. And I think very often when we can examine how we're doing in the world, maybe we're just like going crazy or we've thrown ourselves hardcore into work or we've thrown ourselves hardcore into people pleasing or thrown ourselves hardcore into whatever, you can kind of examine how are the ways that I'm being or not being with God. And it can help redirect our behavior, redirect our attitudes. And that has really blessed me in the last, you know, um, I'd say about six or seven years now that I feel like we've had some strong contemplative practices in our life honoring the sabbath you know we love going through the book of common prayer in our house i have the pocket edition i literally just Mm -hmm. keep it in my purse so i can pull it out anytime and just having times for prayer times to sort of um think about the global church calendar pray prayers that have been around for centuries rather than just prayers that you know i make up on my own and for some you know you may be coming out of um, a background that has a very heavy liturgy and none of that could be a blessing to you right now. But for me growing up in, you know, it's kind of the Southern Baptist vein and then moving straight into a hardcore evangelical church, I I really needed the balance of that contemplative ideal. And it's, it's really blessed me and helped me learn to be with God and to be with myself and to be with others.
0: Oh, I love that. You know, it's so funny and I've shared this before listeners, but, uh, Ashley had been talking about the Common Prayer um, booklet, handbook, pocket edition. There we go, pocket edition for quite some time. And I was using an app, not realizing it was the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, actually, I found this app. It's so powerful. And it's, it takes the old with the new and liturgy and what happened in this day in history um, to advance advance the church. And mm-hmm. she's like, girl, that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been telling you about. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so if you need the app version, there's there too. And they have a huge thick version, um, which is a, a great investment as well. So it is just, it's so beautiful. That is one practice I would say, um, you know, because I grew up very charismatic and um, and that's how I met you was in a charismatic circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I lean more contemplative. And so I love this blend of the charismatic with the contemplative. It is my sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And it has just, I mean, especially the worship that can come out of the charismatic movement yes. is really, really beautiful and, and creative. But to mix that with uh, some good old fashioned liturgy and look at um, the church as a whole and, and just the things that bring us together. Um, and, you know, just I think of like the Apostles' Creed or some of those mm-hmm. things that are more unifying It's just been yeah. really whole and beautiful to me um, because there's just so many beautiful expressions of people connecting with the Lord and there's so much to learn from them. So mm-hmm. I, I, I have nothing to add except yes and amen to everything she said. The contemplative has just been, um, the contemplative way of, mm-hmm. of finding Christ has meant more to me in the past, I'd say five years, than I would have ever imagined. And, mm-hmm. and that's honestly after... Um, You know living in in the uk and getting familiar with the church of england and and attending an anglican church was um it was beautiful because i went from again very like everything's creative you only pray your own prayer like it's all about what you the new and creative to then go and see this ancient way of honoring the divine right was such a far swing and i had no previous experience with it at all Mm -hmm. so then to be (laughs) in that anglican setting was a was a really holy, beautiful way of seeing and understanding church history. I didn't have any grasp of how the church had developed from Catholicism to the Reformation to the Second Reformation. I mean it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um it it really there's so much goodness in our roots, Mm y'all. And I and when we talk about formation we have to see where we've been to see where we're going. Correct.
1: Yes. I think that's really powerful and so so true. And we didn't even get to justice today because mm. that's been such a formative part of both of our faiths. Um, but we're we're running out of a little bit of time. But very quickly, I just wanted to say that Walter Brueggemann and Lisa Sharon Harper have been so formative in my justice practices. I have read every book Walter Brueggemann ever wrote, and he is the one who helped me fully understand the Old Testament. And I, you know, characters like Solomon and um, Joseph and Pharaoh, like some of these characters, the just didn't make sense. To to me and he would explain the cultural context of the day and how you know a character like Solomon married to Pharaoh's daughter would have sat at his table and what he would have internalized about greed and power and money and then how he you know went against God and the and the law of Israel and it helped me understand like mm. oh my gosh it just started clicking in a way that made sense for me and how God cares about just economic systems and that God cares about just communities and in fact that is the reason he gave us the law through Moses in the first place was for this beautiful idea of covenant community. And Lisa Sharon Harper talks so beautifully about the connections between things are actually what shalom is, what peace is, not, you know, um, us, how our righteousness before God, but justice and righteousness is the connections between things. And I feel like that has been so formative in my faith as well. So gosh, you guys, we could talk forever about this. And guess what? Yeah. We have like four more episodes to go. So don't even worry about it. We're about to equip. We'll dive in. Yeah, we're very excited mm-hmm. about
0: it. <laughs> we love it. And we'll
1: see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.